Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. We human beings need a variety of different things to sustain us. Beyond our purely physical needs, such as breathing, eating, and sleeping, we also need psychic sustenance. That, too, comes in different forms. In this post, we'll contemplate what we need to receive in order to stay healthy in mind, emotion, and spirit. Just as more oxygen to breathe won't help us if we're dehydrated, we'll see that our emotional, mental, and spiritual health is maintained by different things, and that we need a balance of those things to sustain us. As used in psychology, the term psyche comprises all aspects of our conscious and unconscious mind. I explicitly include our emotions as part of the psyche. Since I see the human spirit as existing largely or entirely in the realm of emotions, spirit is also included in the psyche. I believe that it's impossible to tease apart our physical being from our psychic self. There are some who see humans as embodied spirits, but I think it's equally valid to see ourselves as spiritual embodiments. That is, I see no duality between body and spirit, but rather a unity in which the body and spirit are simply different facets of the same thing. In this vein, when I think about sexuality and sensuality, I see those as channels for communication and connection with another person. The physical aspects of a sensual or sexual exchange exist in the realm of sensations. Sensations certainly stimulate emotions, and sensations flow in both directions between two people. When a person creates sensations in someone else, they're also communicating the internal state that caused the giver to want to create those sensations. Good sex may be embodied in the sharing of exquisite sensations, but it also reflects the giver's feelings of affection and the receiver's invitation of opening to receive. One of the things that we humans thirst for is touch. We wither and potentially even die in the absence of caring touch. That's probably a manifestation of our being members of a very social species. Touch helps us regulate our internal state, it helps us cope with stress, and it plays a strong role in the course of our development. In the mid-1960s, Harry Harlow researched the effects of touch deprivation on infant primates and found that such deprivation had disastrous effects. Lack of loving touch has also been established as the basis for the failure-to-thrive syndrome seen in infants raised in low-touch orphanage environments. Touch is clearly vital to us. Within the sex-positive community, cuddle events are growing in popularity. Such events provide caring and respectful vitamin T, or touch, in a safe, non-sexual environment. Most people relish and thrive with such touch though the social programming that we receive while growing up in our culture may make it challenging for us to let ourselves be receptive to touch. Those who are isolated and lonely, of which there are unfortunately far too many, would benefit from such touch events. Beyond a need to experience touch, we're wired to be receptive to physical pleasure, which we receive through a variety of sensory channels. We revel in beautiful and enticing sights, in the pulse and emotion of entrancing music, in delightful tastes and smells, and of course in the many dimensions of touch. Sexologists, including myself, subscribe to the belief that pleasure is a fundamental human birthright. As I've described in prior posts, I see value and virtue in living an Epicurean lifestyle, in which pleasure is a legitimate and necessary source of human satisfaction. 
for an eloquent exposition of that perspective, I recommend the wonderful book The Soul of Sex by Thomas Moore. Sadly, our society seems to view pleasure with great distrust, even going so far as to try to repress our healthy and natural proclivities toward pleasure. We all receive extensive, and often rather funky, social programming that makes it difficult for us to view pleasure in a healthy way. Much of the work that I do through Two Open Doors is intended to help neutralize such misguided and unhelpful attitudes. Taken by itself, most people find that physical pleasure is insufficient to underpin a satisfying and meaningful life. Having a vibrant inner emotional life is also important. Studies of human memory show that as we form memories of the things that we experience, we include a record of the emotions that those experiences engender in us. We subsequently remember how the experiences made us feel, and thus whether we classified those experiences as good or bad, pleasurable or painful. In subsequently accessing and using those memories, the associated remembered emotions guide us as to the goals we set for ourselves and the things we choose to pursue or avoid. I would argue that much of the value that we attach to our intimate relationships is derived from how we feel in those relationships. When we love someone, we feel warmth and tenderness toward them, and we yearn to be in their presence. When we experience the glow of deep connection with someone, we feel satisfied, filled, and validated in a very special way. Such connections slake our thirst for being seen and appreciated. Being in such a state brings us great pleasure. Different kinds of relationships can induce different sorts of emotional states in us. A deep friendship may make us feel understood, valued, and appreciated. Such a friendship can forge a bond of trust and respect between two individuals. As a rather different sort of relationship, a romantic connection may be accompanied by passionate yearning and desire, together with protectiveness, tenderness, and usually at least some protectiveness toward the specialness of that connection. That's a reminder that emotions can be a powerful force that may sometimes need to be managed if we're to keep the consequences of those emotions positive and constructive. Many, and perhaps most, people seem to have a desire to be part of something bigger than themselves. That desire may stem from the human need to try to understand our world and our role in it. This striving for a broad context that adds meaning to our lives is what I refer to as spirituality. It is, in essence, a human desire to transcend oneself. Note that this has little or nothing to do with religion, which has to do with particular beliefs and worldviews. I consider myself to be spiritual, but not religious. Our bodies allow us to connect with others by sharing a wealth of sensations. Our emotions can serve as a bridge to let others know what we're feeling, enabling us to share experiences at that emotional level. Similarly, a shared sense of spirituality, or transcendence, can increase our awareness and appreciation for how precious a deep connection is between people. Looking and reaching out beyond ourselves enables us to focus on those outside us, including on our partner. Such an outward focus helps us tune out petty personal concerns and worries while tuning into our partner. When two partners focus outward from themselves and onto their partner, that can serve as an invitation to a deep connection. As a good example of that, some of the spiritual practices of Tantra, such as eye-gazing, synchronized breathing, and the creation of a shared sacred space, all rely on using an outward focus to establish a connection between partners. While those practices are just tools to enable connection, they can transport a couple into a state of being in which time and space seem to vanish, replaced by a truly intimate state of presence and attunement between the two partners. Such a state can truly constitute a mountaintop experience of connection between the two partners that can create a precious and indelible memory.
To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group, the Two Open Doors meetup group, and the Two Open Doors website and blog at twoopendoors.com. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. 